You're listening to the Ritual Rising podcast. I'm your host, Jesse. Here we explore the intersection of the mystic and the scientific to bring you practical tips for crafting daily rituals that help you cultivate peace, clarity, and confidence in your life. I want to show you how you can use the art and science of ritual to live in harmony with the fullest expression of your true self and live a life of greater joy and meaning. So sit back, relax, and let the ritual begin. Hello, and welcome to the Ritual Rising podcast. I am your host, Jesse Gibson-Jones, and I'm so happy to have you here today. Today is an episode all about human design authority, which I'm really excited to dive into. It is the third episode of a four-part series all around human design. So if you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, go back and give them a listen. Um, I provide just some basic details on human design, and then I talk about the types and strategies. So I won't uh, cover any of that today. I'll just assume that you already know it, and we will do a deep dive on authority, which is going to be really awesome. But before I get into all that, I would like you to know that I now have a human design reading available. So this has been something that's been on my mind for a long time, um, almost as long as the podcast, not really, probably since January. I have been formulating this idea of the ritual alchemy session. So I knew I wanted to um, provide an offering around designing rituals in your life and using ritual to bring you into alignment, to feel better, to show up better for your business, for your family, um, just to align to your highest self because ritual has been so powerful for me. Um, and the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I cannot, I cannot think of a way to teach this that doesn't involve getting people to use their human design. So as those two ideas came together, um, uh, things really started to gain momentum where I was like, I need to get this into people's hands. I need to teach people about their human design. We need to look at their chart. We need to discover what is their type? What is their strategy? What's their authority? What are their energetic gifts? And then we need to help them create rituals around those things so they can really um, get these tools in their hands to start living their unique design and to find themselves in their signature theme. And which, as you all know, we have these signature themes depending on what your energy type is. So Oh, man, I just want everyone to to experience the shifts that I have experienced through learning about human design and learning to actually live by my strategy and authority because it's been a little bit mind-blowing um, just the amount of transformation that I have experienced for myself uh, since I first discovered this amazing system and realized there's nothing wrong with me. There's absolutely nothing wrong with me. Um, even though the world makes me think that there's something wrong with me and I've picked up conditioning throughout my life that makes me think that there's something wrong with me. It's actually just my design. I am a projector with emotional authority. I am a three, five profile and I am exactly the way I'm meant to be. And that is so fucking powerful. 
So I want you to experience that for yourself. If you are a business owner, I want you to experience the power of running your business and making decisions as your unique and individual self. If you are a parent, I want you to experience um, the amazing shifts that can happen when you start parenting as your unique individual self. And also if you understand your um, your children's energetic, energetics a little bit better, it makes parenting so much easier. It makes being um, a partner so much easier, just understanding human design and how it all works and how it all fits together. So, um, I would love for you to book a session with me. You can do that by going to my Instagram at Jesse Gibson Jones and then clicking on the link in my bio and that will take you to um, the payment and the booking. You can book in my calendar. We will sit down and talk about your amazing, uh, unique and individual chart and your gifts and then we'll plan your rituals. And man, I can't wait to do that with you. So I would love for you to do that. And if you don't know about your authority or you'd like to know more about your authority, then you are in the right place, my friend. So stay tuned. We're going to dive into the seven different types of authority and what they all mean and how to use yours. So here we go. Okay. Actually, before we dive into what, what the authority types are, let's talk about what authority in human design isn't. So we all have this amazing, powerful as fuck mind. The human mind is such a powerful thing. We have these really, really powerful, really cool frontal lobes that separate us from everything else living on the planet. There's nothing that we cannot think about. Well, I'm sure that there probably are some things that we can't formulate given that we can only see like such a small percentage of electromagnetic radiation that is visible light. That's a story for another time. But you know, there's plenty of things that we don't <laughs> interpret. So maybe we think our minds are a little bit more powerful than they are, but they're still such a powerful tool. We can, we can really do so much with our minds. Anything that we can think about, we can basically bring to fruition in the world um, with, you know, some limitations, but for the most part, how powerful is it that we, you know, have this brain that, that can create infrastructure that can um, create scientific study and scientific experiments and has gotten us so far in, you know, keeping ourselves alive and not being killed off by bacteria the way that we used to. When you look back over the history of humanity, it's pretty fucking impressive if I do say my, so myself. And a lot of it is because we are so gifted in the way that our minds work. So why can't we use our minds to just make our decisions for us, right? In human design, that is not that is not the way that we should. The mind is considered an outer authority. So human design says the mind is such a powerful tool, it's almost too powerful because when we use it to make decisions, it will just get us caught into this swirling, um, you know, whirlwind of thought. There's nothing we can't think about. So we will think ourselves into circles and then we end up making a decision based on, um, you know, all the information and the pressure to make a decision, or we end up making a decision based on an emotional high or an emotional low. Um, in a way that's not in alignment. And we look back and we're like, damn, why did I do that? Or we're like, I want to back out of that thing. Or we're like, why did I not say yes to that thing? So um, your unique authority comes from one of 
seven energy. Well, one of really, I think one of five energy centers in the body because the, the two um, centers in the head do not provide authority. They don't provide inner authority. They provide outer authority. So we're here to um, take in all this information through the head center, and it really provides a lot of pressure for us to think and to find, uh, to frame the question and to find the answers. And then it moves down into the Ajna, and in the Ajna center, which is the second center in the head, um, that's where we really look at rational thought and we can come up with the answers. Um, and then we can get them out into the world and people can use that as an outer authority to collect information, but we should not use it as our final decision-making authority. We can use it to collect the information, but then the final decision needs to come from one of these, um, energy centers. It depends on what your body graph says and I will go into them. But if you don't, if you don't have your human design in front of you real quick, you need to pull up your chart and look at what your your authority type is. And if you don't have it, you can go to mybodygraph.com, put in your date of birth, your time of birth and your location, and it will, it will show you your chart and it will tell you your authority. So for today, you just need to know what your authority is. And we're going to talk about that. So that is why we don't use the mind as an, as an inner authority in human design, because it can really lead us down any path. And if you have an open mind, you're going to be entertaining all kinds of different thoughts and ideas and potential decisions from other people. And if you have a fixed mind, it's going to be even harder for you to not use your mind to make the final decision. But the more that you lean into your strategy and authority, um, the more that it's going to feel really good. And when you make decisions, instead of being like, fuck, why did I do that? You're going to start being like, yes, I know that decision was 100% aligned because it felt good in my body when I made it. And it still feels good. And it's been a week or a month or a year. And I'm never trying back. I'm never turning back to letting the mind confuse me and whip me around into a frenzy and create all this pressure for me to decide when it doesn't actually have any fucking business making decisions. So there are a lot of F-bombs on this episode. So I hope you're here for it because that's just the current mood. Okay. Without further ado, let's jump into the types of authority in human design. So there's basically a hierarchy of authority depending on which centers in the body graph are defined. So if you have a defined solar plexus, it is the trump card. If you have a defined solar plexus, you have emotional authority. End of story. If your solar plexus is not defined, the next type of authority that would... Um, and the hierarchy is sacral. So if you're a generator with no solar, with no definition on the solar plexus, then you'll have sacral authority. Um, if you don't have a solar plexus or your sacral defined, but you have your spleen defined, then you would have splenic authority. Or if your heart is defined, then you're going to have ego authority. Or if your G center is defined, then you're going to have self authority. Um, and we'll jump into each and every one of those and I'll give you the specifics. But then if you are a reflector, you have the moon is your authority. So you have lunar cycle authority and we will talk about what that looks like for you projectors. And then if you are, I'm sorry, reflectors. And then if you are a mental, mental projector, so no definition below the throat center, you don't have an inner authority because you don't have definition in one of these uh, five centers that we just talked about, but you have environmental authority. Your authority comes from the environment that you're in and also um, 
your own voice. And we'll talk about that as well. So what does it look like to have emotional authority? Man, there is so much conditioning around around the solar plexus period, I would like to say. Because if you have a defined solar plexus, which most of us do, me being one of these people, then you have something called an emotional wave. And the emotional wave is here. It's the thing that connects us to spirit. We are all meant to come into this life and to feel emotions. It is a gift. It can be hard to look at it like a gift because it feels pretty shitty to experience anxiety and sadness and grief and anger. But we um, are meant to come into this world and feel these feelings, and that is our connection to source. So it's really meant to be a beautiful thing, and it's meant to be a thing to be enjoyed. And I will say that we couldn't. There's no sunshine without the rain, right? So we couldn't experience all of the amazingly good feelings that can also be overwhelming. We couldn't experience like the deep joy and gratitude and delight and surprise. Like we couldn't experience all of those things if we didn't have the negative emotions as well. So. You know, just remember that we are all here to experience feelings and that feelings don't kill us. And just the more that you can lean into them, I think the better off we all will be as a planet and as a species. So that's my two cents. So, but as I was saying, if you have definition in the solar plexus, then you have an emotional wave. And if you don't have awareness of your emotional wave, it can just feel like you're in a fucking mood sometimes. I have definitely experienced this. And as I talk to people giving readings, I know that a lot of us experience, um, you know, just kind of feeling at the mercy of our emotional wave. If you have a completely open or or undefined in any way, an undefined solar plexus, then you can really take in and feel other people's feelings. And that can, you can, there can be a lot of conditioning around that, around like, I'm, I'm, I'm too emotional. Like I am so sensitive. Why do I feel this way? So understanding emotional authority, um, understanding the solar plexus period can be such a, a huge game changer. But if you do have a defined solar plexus, you are an emotional authority being, then the important thing for you to know is you have an emotional wave, or you may have more than one emotional wave. And there is no truth in any of your emotions, okay? I know that can be a hard pill to swallow, or it was for me. There's no truth in those emotions, whether they're the good emotions or the shitty emotions. There is only truth that comes in the moment of neutrality um, in between the emotional wave. So learning your wave is a huge game changer and learning when you are neutral And that is the time when you need to make the big life decisions, when you need to decide, you know, if you're going to take a new job, if you're going to leave your job, if you're going to move, if you're going to get married, any of those big things. And also some of the little things as well. I will say for me, this has been huge in the past. If I'm an emotional, in an emotional high and somebody's like, Hey, do you want to go out on Friday night? I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. And then, you know, Friday night rolls around and if I'm tired or I'm an emotional low or both. I'm like, why did I say yes? And so a lot of times I end up backing out and then I feel like a flaky person or I have in the past, I have gotten a lot better about this, but I feel like a flaky person and I start and I've always doubted my decisions and I can't trust myself to make decisions. And it's just because I was making them from the wrong place. So solar plexus authority people, when we learn how to make decisions in the time of emotional neutrality 
that is where our confidence comes from. That is where our truth is. And that is where our power comes from. So really learn tuning into and learning your emotional wave, learning to wait for that moment of clarity, learning how that feels in the body, because there is a definite feeling there, learning how good that feels, how energetically aligned that feels. And then moving from that place, that is a huge game changer. So I highly recommend that. And if you want to learn more about your emotional wave, then we can definitely go into that in a ritual alchemy session. So um, hit me up on Instagram. Okay, moving into sacral authority. So generators, if you don't have emotional authority, then you have sacral authority. Sacral authority comes in the now. So unlike the emotional authority, you don't have to wait. It comes up right away. So it's really helpful to ask generators yes or no questions. Generators, it's helpful if you can get people around you to ask you yes or no questions. And you will feel an immediate response in your body. And it sounds like it's a vibration. It's coming up from your sacral. It doesn't come from your throat. It comes down from the sacral, which is around, um, you know, your navel, your womb, your hips, that area. It is a vibration. And it sounds like, mm-hmm, like, yep, yes, I want this. Or it sounds like, uh-uh. Mm -mm. No. And that's like, a, nope, this is not right for me. And if, if, okay, so generators, a lot of times we are conditioned, you are conditioned away from making those sounds. So if you find that you, you don't feel the sounds, pay attention to if you find yourself shaking your head, yes or no, because sometimes that can be translated um, if, if you get away from making the noises or feeling the vibrations, you might still have a connection to your sacral, but it could look like that. So be aware of that. And if you are removed from your sacral, the most, the most powerful thing you can do to get help in that area is to, um, have someone that you trust and know to ask you yes or no questions. Like, do you want to go out to eat, uh, dinner? you want to eat pad thai tonight. And it's like, mm-hmm or mm-mm. And just listen in for what your body answers. And it doesn't have, you know, it can be any kind of question. It can be as trivial or as important as you want. But the, the point of the exercise is getting the practice in. So that is the sacral authority. Um, if you are a manifesting generator with sacral authority, um, you may also find your body leaning in or moving away from the things that you want to say yes or no to. So if you're a manifesting generator and you have sacral authority, just pay attention to how you orient your body when someone's asking you um, or offering you an opportunity when you're responding. Okay. The next type is splenic authority. So if you have splenic authority, you are going to be a projector. Splenic authority people. My husband is a splenic authority person. And the thing about it is you do have awareness, you do have your truth in the now. So it, it is an immediate response, but it's kind of tricky to know where it's coming from. People who have splenic authority are usually very intuitive, anyone with a defined spleen, but especially if it's as your authority, very intuitive, um, or they have really good instincts. They kind of are those people that just know um, know when something's going to happen or know when something bad is happening or know when something good is happening. They had a hunch, like they, they just felt a certain way about it. The splenic, the voice of the spleen, if you will, it's not as loud as the sacral. It's pretty quiet. It's pretty like, um, it's kind of like a gentle nudge. So you really have to tune in to, and to listen for it. And if you, if you do have splenic authority, 
and you feel good about your decision-making abilities and you don't, you know, question yourself, then you're probably already using it without knowing it. And this happens a lot of time. I feel like the spleen is like quiet, but it's so powerful. If you if you have splenic authority and you're not listening to your spleen, um, you possibly, you know, you probably don't feel good about your decision-making abilities and you possibly are not living your best life. So this could be a real game changer for you to tune into the spleen and to listen for its quiet knowing, its quiet whispers. The one thing about the spleen is it will not repeat itself. You can ask the sacral questions over and over again, and it will give you like a mm-hmm or mm-hmm over and over again. The spleen is like, no, bitch, I already said it. I'm done. So really learning how to listen to those little nudges. Um, one other thing to know about the splenic center is it really does know a yes or no response for like right now. So it's not always great at imagining 10 years in the future and deciding if that's going to be aligned for you or not, but just every decision that you make in the moment that leads you there, knowing that you do have a really solid authority, um, and a really powerful center of wisdom that can help you make those decisions. So, um, start to listen into your spleen, start to listen into those little gentle nudges, that soft voice of knowing. And when you know something, or when you feel like you have a hunch about something, just start to trust it and see where that takes you. The next one is going to be the heart center authority. So there are actually two types of authority here. It could be, so the heart center is also called the ego. You could have ego manifested authority or you could have ego projected authority. Ego manifested authority is when the heart center is actually connected to the throat and the heart is a powerful motor. And when it's connected to the throat, you're going to have a manifester design and you are designed to have a big impact in life. Um, it is important for you to just trust what comes to your mind, like what comes up for you to say and surrendering, surrendering to the truth of your voice is going to change your life. Um, so one really important thing about ego manifested authority is getting away from the mind because the mind can try to override this type of authority, um, really hard. But if you just trust that whatever you say in the moment is your truth and you know, if when it's time for you to speak or you have like a, a, a nudge to speak or to say something, don't try, don't, don't take a step back and try to overanalyze it. Just let whatever needs to come out, come out because what you say, like it is your truth and it does come from your ego. So it is your center of willpower and it is your center of, of ego. Um, and it's really important for you to just speak, speak your mind, but it's really, it's speaking your heart. Okay. And the other type of heart authority is the ego projected authority. Um, in this case, the heart center is connected to the G center. And this is usually people who are projectors. So for ego projected authority, the projector strategy really does come into play here. The, um, the ego projected authority is about waiting and it is about tuning into the ego and asking, what do I want? Do I want this? Is this something that's going to be, you know, good for my life? Is it going to be transformative for me? Is it going to put me on the right path? Is it going to give me the things that I want? 
what's in it for me? And while that may sound selfish, it's absolutely not. If you have ego projected authority, you need to be asking what's in it for me because your authority comes from this heart center ego. And this is how you are designed to be. So by asking what's in it for me and making decisions that are aligned in that way, you know, moving into things, moving into the the invitations that, do bring you, you know, joy and success and the things that you want and declining the things that don't, that's going to be good for everyone in the relationship. That's going to be good for anyone who's inviting you in. Then really it's going to be good for the world because it's going to help you, um, to do your sacred work and to live your life's purpose. And without tuning into this authority, you're going to continue to find yourself in your not self theme of bitterness and wondering why the heck you can't seem to get things right. So you may have taken in conditioning that it's not okay for you to make decisions from that, you know, selfish place of like, is this what I want? Is this going to benefit me? Is this going to bring me closer to, um, you know, the success that's, that I have in my heart, but that is how you are designed to be. So absolutely ego projected people tune into that, that strong heart center, that motor, and really pay attention to what it has to say, because that is your biggest guidepost as a projector. So for both of these types of heart center authority, it can be really good and healthy for you to make your promises and keep them. Um, and just trust that you have the, the willpower and the heart center energy to, um, to fulfill those promises when you do make them with your, your authority, whether it's the manifested or the projected. So manifested, listening to what you have to say when it comes up spontaneously and projected, you know, listening internally to your heart center when you do receive invitations. Okay. The next one comes from the G center and it is self-projected authority. This is another one where it's really important to listen to what you have to say. So the G center is, it is our center of identity, self, um, awareness, self-love. And when you have G center authority, anything that you say is going to be coming from your G center, as long as you don't overthink it. So listening to what you have to say about, um, any invitations, because people with G center authority are going to be projectors because you don't have a motor and you don't have a sacral center and all of that. You don't have a motor connected to the throat or a defined sacral. Um, it's really important to listen to what you, to talk through things. Okay. And when I say to talk through things, not to go to someone and like ask for their advice, but to say like, whatever comes up spontaneously, because what comes up is going to be coming through your G center to your throat. Those two are connected. You have a, a channel there and what comes out is your truth. So when you hear yourself saying something, if you're surprised, that's okay, but pay attention because that is, that is the right decision, whatever it was that you said, or if you're not surprised, if you're like, yes, this makes sense. This is what I thought then you are on the right track and you should go for that. But, but either way, what comes up when you speak aloud, that is going to be your sign that that's what you need to do. That is your decision is whatever comes out through your throat center. Okay. The next one is environmental authority, mental projectors. You don't have a traditional inner authority, your authority comes from the environment. So for mental projectors, they have, um, 
one or more of these three centers, the head, the ajna, and the throat defined. They don't have to have all three. They can have a combination of those, but they don't have any definition below that. So none of the other centers that do provide authority that we've just talked about are defined. And so that what that means is people within, with, um, well, with environmental authority, mental projectors are very in tune with their environments anyway. Their design is meant to be, um, it's important for them to be in the correct environment. And that really goes hand in hand with your ability to make decisions and your authority. So you need to tune into your environment, see if it feels right, see if it smells right, um, see what kind of vibe that you get there. If it's not a good one, then you need to go somewhere else before you do any further decision making. You need to go ahead and just like pick up your laptop or whatever and move to a different room, go to a, a different place and have a list in your mind or written down of environments that you know are aligned for you. I was just giving a reading the other day where we talked, uh, I was um, talking with a mental projector and I she was like, I was like, well, what about the room you're in now? She was like, there's a smell. I was thinking about it before you asked me that question. There's like a smell. I think it's the carpet. It's not a good place. She was like at her parents' house or something. And I was like, okay, what's a good environment? And she automatically knew she was like, you know, my, my backyard, you know, a park. She knew the environments that were correct for her because that is part of her design. So the same should go for you. If you have environmental authority, have a good idea of what environments do feel good. And when you're in those environments, um, then you need to listen to what you say. Just like with some of the other types, you need to listen to what you say out loud. So you should call someone or talk to someone that you trust. Don't get their input. You don't need their advice. You don't need to know what they have to say. You are your own authority. You need to simply um, feel the environment say aloud, whatever comes, whatever comes to mind, whatever comes up to your throat center, speak it out loud. And if that, if that is correct and that feels good, then that's the decision that you need to make. If it doesn't feel good for some reason, then maybe just give it a little more time projectors. You know how it is when we need to wait for an invitation. Um, don't worry that if you have an invitation and you need to wait a little while longer to make the right decision, know that if that invitation is correct for you and it is aligned, it will still be there. And whomever or whatever that you are saying, Hey, I need a little bit more time. Um, they will be even more magnetically attracted to you when you use your authority. So um, just keep that in mind, environmental authority people, when you are uh, making decisions. And the last one is lunar authority. So this is for my reflectors. You guys are so precious and so amazing, and I love you. Um, reflectors are, man, they are just here to be different. They are here to reflect back to us. Um, if we're in alignment or not, how things are looking for us, you know? Um, and so reflectors, because you have such, so much openness in your body graph, where your authority comes from is the moon. And <laughs> if that sounds good to you, or that sounds crazy to you, um, it's probably true. The moon is your authority and here's why. So if you think about the moon, she moves through all the different astrological, um, signs in every cycle, right? She moves through all 12 of the signs. And as she does that, she changes, right? If you follow astrology or, or at all, or if you follow the moon cycles, by the way, there's a good episode about the moon cycles. If you look back at a few, um, then you know that with every moon, every moon is in a different sign and paying attention to that sign provides like a different flavor around that moon, whether it's the full moon, the new moon, or one of the other phases. Uh, she moves through all 12 signs of, um, 
astrological signs with every cycle. So a cycle takes about 28 days and reflectors are just like the moon. They move through all the different signs, all the different moons, all the different flavors over those 28 days. So the thing about reflectors is they can wake up on a Tuesday and feel like a completely different person than they were on Monday or they were over the weekend. And that's totally okay. That's exactly how they're meant to be. They can feel like different people um, depending on who they're with. So they really should be around. Uh, they really should pay attention to who they spend their time with and the environment they spend their time in. Um, but being open to whoever they are that day, reflectors, just be who you are in the moment and don't let anybody make you feel like that's not okay or that's not how you should be because that's exactly how you should be. And reflectors, when you look at the moon and just appreciate its power and its beauty and it's just like openness, I love the moon. Um, I understand and appreciate that that's exactly how you are. You're just like her. You're powerful and you're beautiful and you're like reflecting and you are exactly the way that you're supposed to be. So you are meant to wait those 28 days so that you can experience all those different, um, all those different moods and all those different seasons or all those different, um, signs. And then at the end of it, you that's where your clarity comes in. Once you've gone through the 12 different signs, all the different, you know, all the different things, then you have clarity. You have a sense of stability over those 28 days. If you're just trying to decide like what to eat for dinner, <laughs> then it's probably okay to use your mind, right? But the thing about reflectors is when it's time to make a big decision, you really need to give yourself space to wait at least one lunar cycle, if not, if not multiple. If there's a job offer, if it's right for you, same with same with some of the other authorities, then if you ask for time to if you if you really do wait it out and you ask for that time, the ones that are correct and aligned for you are going to be, you know, attracted to that you're they're gonna be um they're, they're going to feel even more drawn to you and like even more like you are the right candidate or you are the right roommate or you are the right romantic partner, whatever the decision is. You're, it's going to be even more aligned if you use your authority of waiting for 28 days. So don't be afraid um, to wait the 28 days. And one way that you can just get comfortable using this is just start to notice like how you change over the, over the moon's phases. Tune into, you know, maybe start doing a ritual or two around the moon. Tune into how you feel at the full moon and how you feel at the new moon um and just how you feel day by day and um as you start to understand that and to trust it you can trust yourself to to really use your authority and to wait those 28 days okay those are the seven different kinds of authority that you could have in human design trying to tune in every day to how your energy works and just living um as true to yourself as you can is going to bring you into an alignment. And that may sound kind of like, well, what does that even mean? Like it sounds kind of vague. You will know when you start practicing living by your authority, you will feel an immediate shift. It is so empowering and it is so transformational. You will no longer have time for like the bullshit of people doubting you or questioning you. You'll have so much more confidence in your ability to make good decisions and you will just be so much more powerful and you'll be so much more aware. Like you're already powerful, but you'll be so much more aware of your power. It really is a life, a, a game changer and a life changer when you start practicing your authority. So it's going to bring you into alignment. It's going to make you feel so much more confident and it is going to be one of the most important things for doing deconditioning. So when we talk about human design, 
I kind of think of the end goal as being like as true to your unique energetic chart as you can be like living as close to your true and authentic self as you can. And the way that you do that is through deconditioning. So kind of one of the biggest goals of human design is doing the deconditioning. And a lot of people ask me like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, how, how do I, how do I decondition? And the brain can't, the mind can get really caught up in it. But the thing about it is when you start practicing your authority and really holding space for it and, and setting boundaries so that other people have to hold space for it as well, the deconditioning will just start happening. When you make choices to live in alignment with yourself all the shit that is not you will just start to fall away because there's no way that it can be upheld when you step into your true power. Okay. So just trust that if, if you're worried about deconditioning or you want to do deconditioning, I'm going to do a whole episode around it for the next episode. So tune in next week and learn and hear about that. But the most important thing is learning to follow your strategy and learning to follow your authority. Your authority to me is probably the most powerful piece in this whole thing as someone who has emotional authority and who has maybe not mastered it, but become so much more aware of it. I feel so much more powerful and every person that I've talked to, especially emotional authority people, when we learn how to um, manage that wave and step away from the emotional highs and lows, it's, it's really transformational. I know, I know I've said that a lot, but I can't, I can't say it enough. If you listen to today's episode and you're like, I want to know more about my authority and I want to build rituals around it and I want to start living it, then I would really encourage you to try our ritual alchemy session. I do believe that it will change your life. Um, and if you love today's episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts that will help me um, just to grow the podcast and to get all this wonderful information out to more listeners. So wherever you are today, just know that I love you. Know that you are so important. You're so powerful. You're here for a reason. And um, I hope you have an (laughs) amusing, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And hopefully I will catch you back again next week. Bye-bye.